This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is February 1st, 2020. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message live from Miami, Florida. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, Blaze TV. Make sure you subscribe to all of those places, click things, adjust your monitor accordingly. And we got a major, major show for you today. I think we may be setting a Ruben Report record with the most elements in a show ever. And by elements, that's a little industry talk for images and video and sometimes audio. We got a lot, a lot of stuff for you. And I'm just feeling great today because last night, I teased it yesterday, but last night, Jordan Peterson, who is back on tour, back in action and, and better than ever, really better than ever. I, I needed to see it to believe it, but I can truly say it now. Uh, he had me open for him at the Fillmore, the Jackie Gleason Theater here in Miami Beach. And it was absolutely awesome. Connor, why don't we throw up a picture of me and Jordan? This is us doing the, the Q&A at the end. We just, it was just, we brought back the old days. The band got together. It was the reunion tour. That was at the end of the show. Uh, but we put together a little compilation of my opening. I did about 10, 15 minutes of stand-up, just getting everybody warmed up and, and in the room and present and excited to be there. And I was just so excited to see people again and be in my new home city of Miami with all these great people. And, uh, and of course, because it is Miami, everyone showed up about an hour late. So the show started at 8.30, even though it was start, supposed to start at 7.30, which sort of set the theme throughout the evening. And now, please welcome new Miami native and host of the Ruben Report, Dave Ruben. Did you even read the book? 
But this really, this is awesome. This is what it's all about. I mean, really, look around this room, like 3,000 people, right? 3,000 people all sitting here, you know, shoulders back, trying to put truth into the world. Each and every one of you who forged a vaccine passport to be here tonight. <laughs> Jordan specifically said to me, right before I walked on stage, listen, if you see anyone with the mask, you kick the shit out. <laughs> it is a true privilege and an honor, one more time, for me to introduce Dr. Jordan Peterson. That's just a tiny glimpse into what my life during 2018 and a portion of 2019 was like, 120 shows, 20 countries, and Jordan's back at it right now. They're gonna do probably 80 shows. They're gonna go back to Europe. I may join in little spots when I can. Obviously, I got a lot going on, my own book and book tour coming in April. Um, but here and now and again, when we can do it, I'm gonna try to jump on. Jordan's got another show in Miami in a couple of days, and uh, you could just feel it. it. It was electric, it was exciting, and actually, pretty much all of the stories, the four stories that we're gonna talk about today, are loosely related to some of the things that Jordan talked about. Uh, and if you are in a town that Jordan's gonna go to, I can't more highly recommend any uh, going. Like, he was just, he's so sharp again. I said to him after the show, his movements, his body movements, you know, he does a lot with the hands, and he does all this stuff, and, and the crispness, it was just all there, and I hope you'll check out the show, and yeah, maybe I'll do some other surprise events. So we got four, uh, stories for you today. First off, uh, you know, this Joe Rogan situation and the censorship calls and Spotify putting warnings before his shows and the amount of formerly popular musicians now boycotting Spotify, it all seems to be ramping up. And Rogan is pretty much standing still. He's not letting the machine destroy him and we will see if he can make it all the way through. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. CBS, a doctor, a doctor on CBS went after him. Uh, then Whoopi Goldberg really butchered something talking about the Holocaust and Jews yesterday uh, on The View. And then she went on Colbert to kind of clean it up and she may have, dug in a little bit deeper, I think somewhat accidentally, so we'll show you some clips on that. Then the, really the thing that I wanted to mostly talk about, because I know so many of you are focused on it right now, is what's going on up in Canada. This, this trucker situation, this convoy of truckers going across the country, being supported by hundreds of thousands, if not millions, probably millions of people, certainly millions of people worldwide at this point, uh, is, is just absolutely extraordinary. And we are watching the government, particularly this clown, this blackface clown, this modern racist, ridiculous buffoon actor, Justin Trudeau, uh, completely go after the people who just wanna live their lives freely as they see fit. So we got some stuff on that for you. And then finally, you guys know Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is the chief White House liar. She cleans up the things that Biden accidentally, occasionally says that are true. Uh, well, she just went in 
all on Fox and misinformation. And uh, well, we'll show you some video on that. Uh, before we get to any of that, people, I wanna talk to you about Z-Stack. You know, in the last two years, if they've taught us anything, it's that you have to take control of your own health. Ain't it the truth? Uh, it's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or Big Pharma to protect you or your family. That's where Z-Stack comes in. Z-Stack is a specially formulated immune-boosting supplement, supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, uh, vitamin C and vitamin D, formulated by Dr. Vlad Zelenko, the world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take HCQ. Z-Stack has been scientifically formulated, is kosher and GMP certified, and is produced right here in the USA. Now more than ever, you have to take control of your health and your family's health. Z-Stack is formulated to help combat any and all variants as well as the flu. Stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system. Go to zstacklife.com slash Dave and enter promo code Dave to get a small discount off your first order. That's zstacklife.com slash Dave, promo code Dave. And now back to me. All right, folks, the machine, the mainstream media, the corporate press, whatever you want to call it, it is coming after Joe Rogan. Why is it coming after Joe Rogan? Is it because of misinformation? Is it because Joe Rogan is really a fringe right-wing extremist? Is he alt-right? Is he a racist? Is he a bigot, a transphobe? Or is it because he just has conversations with people and he's curious about the world the way most of us are or the way most of us used to be or the, most, the way most of us secretly still are but we're afraid to show? I think it's the latter. Uh, CBS this morning, obviously a major corporate press show, a lot of money goes into it. I don't know if a lot of people are watching it. Uh, they did a little segment on Joe Rogan and misinformation and what should and shouldn't be allowed on these podcasts. So let me just share with our viewers some of the actual numbers. The CDC says unvaccinated adults are 68 more times at risk of dying than fully vaccinated and boosted adults. Check these out. Hospitalization rates for the unvaccinated. That number shoots up as high as 90 people for every 100,000. Mm. So those are the numbers. So Rogan, those are the facts. Those are the facts. And, and I just facts. want to point out that when I had a conversation with Nils yesterday, he and I asked him and said, you know, some are saying that you're trying to censor Joe Rogan. He's very clear. He believes in the First Amendment. He believes that Joe Rogan and anybody else has a First Amendment right to say whatever they want. He says he doesn't want his music, his artistry associated with the platform that would allow Mr. Does he say other artists will follow suit? He's talking He's talking to a lot of artists. We don't have any names yet, but we'll see. I mean, th these musicians are not going to win this battle. Uh, right. You have a First Amendment right to say what you want. You don't have a First Amendment right to appear on a platform as large as Spotify. That's the issue. Joe Rogan is correct that the medical world gets stuff wrong, but True. there's a process by which the medical world corrects itself. And that process is not interviewing guys on the fringe of the medical world on your massive platform. That's called irresponsible. It's not yeah. censorship. Right. Editors are not censors. They're ensuring quality. The other problem, too, is people say, well, just turn it off. You don't have to listen to it. The thing is, a lot of people do listen to it and they're getting false incorrect information and that's why it seems so dangerous and it he matters has a huge reach he has a yes. huge reach he, he just says be he's having a conversation but it, that's what joe rogan will say yeah, but it's, a, li a, it's a life or death issue that's why it's yes. in a special category it's not an opinion. he's just having a conversation that's what joe rogan will say that scary joe rogan i mean there was so much nonsense in just that little clip and you can see why joe rogan is almost single-handedly demolishing mainstream media and that's what this really is all about they don't like the competition 
nation. That's really what's going on here. More people are watching Joe Rogan than are watching these people at CBS Morning News. And try to imagine the amount of people that work in that studio, that prepare their notes, that tell them what to say, that are talking in their ear, that do all the lighting. It's an old dinosaur in the La Brea tar pits and it's sinking and it's gasping for its last bit of air and it thinks that somehow, if it can just latch on to Joe Rogan, it can pull him down with it, but that thing's going down either way. Uh, There were a couple interesting quotes there. First off, I'll go to the second part first, which was that at the end, they basically said that, you know, he's talking to these fringe doctors. And the implication is that the people he's had on, they're fringe, they're scary, they're out there, they're conspiracy theorists, you know, they're somehow weirdos, something like that. Uh, The main interview that this whole brouhaha is all about is with Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the creators of the mRNA technology, which is what the vaccines are based upon. He has several of the patents. He has spent at least three decades working on this stuff. There is almost no one who is more of an expert. So they don't mean that Dr. Robert Malone is fringe. They mean that they don't like what Dr. Robert Malone is saying in that he has become skeptical of the vaccines, in that he has become skeptical as to whether your children should be injected with something just because a big pharmaceutical company says it. That's what they mean by fringe. There was also a funny uh, quote there because it was so meaningless, but it had words in it that I had to repeat it. It it was just utterly meaningless, but it was a whole string of words. The doctor who was sitting there uh, to the left, he said that you don't have a First Amendment right to appear on a platform as large as Spotify. That sort of sounds like it makes sense. I mean, that is true in that he strung words together, but it really makes no sense. The First Amendment means that you can say whatever you want and without, with the very, very narrow restrictions we have on that, meaning you can't uh, incite a mob to attack somebody, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater with the intent to do harm, you can't you know, uh, create a terrorist threat, that sort of thing, then you can basically say whatever you want and the government can't get you for it. Now he's conflating this with your right to be on a platform. Now of course nobody has a right to be on a platform. The platform, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or say Locals or Rumble, places that Joe Rogan would be completely welcomed without censorship, uh, they can decide who they want to work with. Of course they can, but you don't have a First Amendment right to appear on a platform as large as Spotify. Well, he's somehow equating whether you have a right to do something with, with the size of the platform, which actually makes no sense. And the whole sentence actually just makes no sense, but it's one of those things you hear it and you're like, oh, I guess Joe Rogan doesn't have a right to be on Spotify. No one's saying he has a right to be on Spotify. It's called a business deal. It's a open exchange of goods and services for money, the thing that capitalism is based on excuse me, it's based on. They also implied that Joe Rogan is somehow responsible for deaths, that because people watch the Joe Rogan show and he has such a wide audience and they might start thinking about things a little bit differently than the narrative that he's killing people. There is no evidence of this. There is literally no evidence of this. Now, if you were to say to these very same people, hey, is there any evidence that when you get the vaccine, it could have some side effects, blood clots, heart enlargement, et cetera, et cetera. They would freak out. They would not want to cover that. Are they covering that on the CBS Morning News? Now, we could try to cover that responsibly and talk about it within understanding how often it's happening and everything else, but that's the type of stuff they don't want to cover, right? When, when it doesn't work for their narrative, but oh, did somebody maybe get monoclonal treatment and take ivermectin and recover from COVID? You know who did? This guy, 
and I had leg aches for three days and a little bit of a sore throat, drank some tea, had some Ricola, it worked for me. Uh, did I just spread misinformation? Did I just share something that is going to kill people? Of course not, of course not. And the idea that we just can't talk about these things, do you think that's ever how we solve things? Guys, guys, there's just a series of things we can't talk about anymore. We can't talk about them, we've just decided those are the things we can't talk about. The powers that be, they like those things, we're not gonna talk about them. Does that sound like a recipe for disaster? I think it does. I think it does, I think you know that it does. And my message for every one of you watching this is keep finding the places that you don't think are bullshitting you. Whether that's here, whether that's somewhere else. Uh, I have far more faith in you than those people do. I believe you can make some choices for yourself. I believe you have a brain. I think you got some functioning neurons up there. I think you can think this stuff through and I think you can find appropriate people to talk to about your own health. But, you know, right wing maniac, that's what they say. Uh, guys, let's talk about Roman healthcare. You know, it's almost Valentine's Day and love is in the air. And whether it's a third date or a 30 year anniversary, you don't want erectile dysfunction getting in the way of a perfect night. If you've been experiencing ED, then visit getroman.com slash Ruben today to speak with a US licensed healthcare professional about ED and if prescribed, get $15 off your first month of treatment. Roman offers five prescription treatments, including the brand and generic version of the most common ED medications. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if your prescription medication is appropriate, it ships to you with free two-day shipping. With Roman, you get free ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. To make sure you get your package in time for Valentine's Day, your order needs to be placed by February 9th, so don't waste any time. Start a free online visit today. With ED treatments, you can have the self-assurance that comes from knowing you're pre you've prepared yourself for the moment when the moment comes. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash Ruben and complete an online visit. That's getroman.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, let's talk about Whoopi Goldberg. I thought yesterday, because we've been talking a lot about The View, when we finished the show yesterday, I thought to myself, Dave, maybe tomorrow we won't talk about the crazy ladies of The View. And then the crazy ladies of The View chimed in because the crazy ladies of The View are doing their show on ABC right at this very minute, 11 a.m. Eastern. So I can't watch it live, thank God, and I don't recommend that anyone does, so I see these clips afterwards. Anyway, they, it was the Holocaust Memorial Day and they were talking about the Holocaust and you would think that they would be able to talk about the Holocaust without kind of denying while the Holocaust happened, but that was just a bit too much for Miss Whoopi Goldberg. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe well, yeah. no, it's about, a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's Jews, not about and, and race. It's and but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, they how do we have to black people see them as white people? And they, but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, it's everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, 
Should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh, my God, I, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say, I don't want to be like that. Well, hopefully. Well, I want to be cool. Yeah. And well, yeah. Most kids, most kids they, they don't want to be cool. No, they don't. And, and we're, living in a, you know, we're living in an era where people are, are comparing vaccine cards to the yellow stars, where people are comparing mm-hmm. vaccinations to what Anne Frank yeah. went through. Yeah. So it is necessary for kids to learn about yeah, the Holocaust. To learn about man's what? inhumanity to man, however it exposes itself. I have to cut you off. I just want to say fast. that mouse was banned and it flew to the top 20 of Amazon's rules last week. Yeah. Charts. Yes. I- All right, first off, I feel like I owe you guys an apology every time we play a clip from The View. Actually, yesterday, you may remember, we were going to show you a clip from Rachel Maddow on MSNBC and we had a little hiccup with the computer there. And I saw a lot of people in the comments going, Dave, we want to thank your technical people for being unable to show that clip because I show you these people and they're all bananas and yet we all know we have to do it because we have to expose the nonsense. Now, first off, I just wanna be very, very clear about something because I know we all rush to judge everybody. We all try to destroy and cancel everybody. I do not think Whoopi Goldberg is an anti-Semite in any way, okay? I don't. As a matter of fact, I think her real name is Karen Walker and one of the reasons that she chose the name Whoopi Goldberg, Goldberg obviously being a Jewish name, was because she was around a lot of Jewish people when she was growing up. She lived in the inner city and there were uh, a lot of Jews and black people that lived in similar neighborhoods right by each other, and she was very influenced by Jewish people. I have no doubt that Whoopi Goldberg does not hold hatred in her heart to Jewish people, but what you see in that clip is how confused everyone gets because of wokeism. That because she has chosen the woke ideology as as her main ethos in life, that this is the set of beliefs that she puts above everything else, you can see how it basically destroys any sensible way of talking about anything. Obviously, obviously everyone knows this, like this is like basic, basic stuff. The Nazis considered the Jews another race. They did not consider them white, right? Like this is basic Nazi 101. Uh, So she's confused there because she has now racialized everything. So to her, race can only mean something about skin color. Uh, I will, I can't believe I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna give Joy Behar a little credit. Joy, who has gone off the deep end, but at the beginning of that clip, when uh, Whoopi says this about race, that it wasn't about race, it was about man's inhumanity to man, Joy kind of was like, well, it was, because they did consider them another race. So Joy, I know I've been hard on you lately, lady, but you you did kind of pull it through there. You did make some sense there. So I just wanna be clear, I do not think Whoopi is an anti-Semite, I don't think she hates Jews, I don't think she holds hatred in her heart, she's very confused about wokeism and says all sorts of awful things. But now, after that, and by the way, it was pretty great how they were playing the outro music the whole time, like, you know, the producers were like, oh, what the Holocaust thing? Anyway, she went on Stephen Colbert last night to kind of apologize, and it sort of was going well, and then I said that I, I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race, and people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the, the mail from folks and mm-hmm. the very real anger because people feel very differently. But I thought it was a, a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. So I see you and I know what race you are. People were very angry and they said, no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand, I understand. I, I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me and I, I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. You know, I, I was, I'm very upset about, that people are 
misunderstood what I was saying. Mm -hmm. When you talk about uh, being a racist, I was saying you can't call this racism. This was evil. Mm-hmm. This wasn't this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm-hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. So have you come to understand that the Nazis saw it as race? Well, because they might like well, asking the Nazis, they would say yes, it's a racial issue. Well, see, this is what's interesting to me because the Nazis lied. It wasn't. They they had issues with ethnicity. Not with race, because most of the Nazis were white people, and most of the people they were attacking were white people. So to me, I'm thinking, how can you, how can you say it's about race if you are fighting each other? So it all really began because I said, how will children, how will we explain to children what happened in Nazi Germany? This wasn't, I said, this wasn't racial. This was about white on white. And everybody said, no, 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 it was racial. So she like sort of apologized there, but then at the same time, makes it clear that she still doesn't understand the issues. And that's what wokeism does. You've diluted every sane conversation into skin color. Because Whoopi, oddly, and I know you can't quite see it, but maybe you'll get there, the ideology you've chosen is the neo-racism. So you view skin color now as the defining thing, which is so unfortunate because you have such an amazing career, right? Like you're, you're a great actress and a great comedian and, and you, as far as I knew, were a pretty moderate person for your entire life. Like a great actress, ghost. Molly, you in danger, girl. Like she was great, won the Academy Award. I think she was the first, was she the first black uh, woman who won supporting actress in Ghost? I think she was, I think she was, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But she's very confused. So Colbert actually did ask the right question there, which was what Joy was referencing. Do you understand that the Nazis viewed the Jews as a different race. And we don't have to whittle all of this stuff into the difference between race and ethnicity and everything else. But the broad point that she still can't quite see it, but I'm not here to destroy Whoopi Goldberg, I'm not. Uh, She is, she was the first African-American to have received an Academy Award nomination for both Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Maybe the other one was The Color Purple, I'm guessing was the other one. I know it was a ghost for one of them. Uh, anyway, Whoopi, I'm not here to cancel you. You're confused, and I think if you start not looking at the world only through a racial lens. I mean, just imagine when she said the thing about, you know, it was white on white, you know what I mean? So it couldn't have really been about race. It's like, that doesn't really make sense. Or it's about, it's really about the inhumanity that humans can have towards inhumanity. It's not about race. But imagine if of a white person, let's just say a, uh, You know, a a right-leaning person was on a talk show, someone on Fox News. Let's say this Tucker Carlson fella was on uh, Fox News and he was talking about slavery with somebody. And he said, you know, slavery actually wasn't really about race. It was just about humans' inhumanity towards other humans. They would be going bananas at The View. They would be saying Tucker Carlson was a white supremacist. He's denying racism. He's denying the history of the United States. And... But what do you mean? It's just about humans and humans are mean to other humans. That's just how it is. Anyway, I think you see what's going on here. Whoopi, come around. Enough of this already. It's, it's enough. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Canadian trucker story, which really is, it's the story. It's the story and I'm going to keep hitting this thing and hitting it hard until mainstream media picks it up more and, and honestly assesses it, although I will not hold my breath on that one. Uh, first, We've got some video of the truckers, and this is just going through Ottawa. It's absolutely fantastic. Connor, let's throw to that, and I'm just gonna talk through some of this stuff. Uh, Look at this. I mean, this is 
hundreds and hundreds of trucks, thousands and thousands of people. They're saying now it could be 50 to 100,000 trucks that have made their way in this convoy to Ottawa. This is incredible. These are good, decent people. Somebody was telling me it's something like negative 20 out there. These people would much rather be inside. It's nice and warm inside. I mean, look at this. It's just absolutely extraordinary. Why are you not seeing those images on CNN? Why are they not leading with this story, right? They'll start leading with it when they can further twist the narrative into that this is a a white supremacist rally, right? Which they're really trying to do. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, But when you just see the amount of people out there and what are they there for? It's not because Canadians suddenly became racist. It's not because Canadians suddenly decided to hate trans people. It's because Canadians decided finally to say you've pushed us far enough, even us good-natured Canadians. We've had enough, eh? Uh, all right, so we've got some more video. This is of the uh, the convoy. I think we've got some more of that. Let's take a look. Uh, it's just incredible. So this is a little bit further out in Ottawa. Sorry, we were showing you right in the city there and now on the way. Oh, this is the border, actually. So this is the border of U.S. and Canada. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. Look at that. Look at the amount of people and they're at the border and they're saying we're here and we're an integral part of the economy. We're an important piece of getting you guys goods and services and you've pushed us far enough and we have to show you that we have influence and a voice one way or another. But if you wanna see how mainstream media is covering this, Here's your warning. Everyone loves the disclaimers and warnings. I'm gonna have to show you these clowns over at MSNBC. This is Joe and Mika and God, if you've ever seen more smug people, I'd like to know who they are. These anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of the homeless. Hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're, they're, they're so put upon. Because yeah. they have a I'm just curious, again, where were these protests when people were required to take, get five vaccines to start school? Where were these protests when people were required to give their children five vaccines? They were in the doctor's office getting they vaccines. Started. They were in the doctor's office getting vaccines. They were making fun of left-wingers on the West Coast for being loopy anti-vaxxers. Okay. Now they have met the enemy. And the enemy, their enemy themselves because they've become what they hated. They've become what they mocked. And now they're taking food from soup kitchens because they're so put upon for being asked to do what they've been asked to do, required to do their entire lives. Coming up. It's a cult. (laughs) Yeah. You're a dick. Like what? I was—I almost said it. I almost said the F word. Trying to control the F bombs. Um, Joe is obviously a multimillionaire. That's his wife, Mika. She's obviously a multimillionaire. They are mocking, and she sits there like this. She sits there like this because she's so outraged by these truckers and these good, decent people who are trying to get control over their lives again and risking everything that they've got. She sits there, and they're in a cult. They're in a cult. I honestly don't even understand the point that he was trying to make there. Is his point that they should have been protesting earlier? Because if that's his point, then probably. Yeah, if all of us had been more outspoken two years ago, then maybe a lot of this nonsense would have happened. So I don't know exactly what he's trying to say there, but the beginning, uh, the anti-vaxxers, these people are anti-vaxxers 
who are taking food from the homeless, the implication being that there's food on the trucks or that food can't get to homeless shelters or something to that effect. First off, we have no evidence that these people are anti-vaxxers in the way that people would talk about anti-vaxxers. Are they anti-mandate? It sure seems like it. Is it possible that 75% of those people are, are vaccinated? It's probable. Right? Like, it's probable, it's possible. I don't know all the numbers on that, nor does that idiot. Um, but these people, they are just the worst. Like, they are the worst sort of elites. And I will never stand with them. And I will stand with those good people who are out there. It is just disgusting. And if you want to see an elite guy, if you want to know what an elitist sounds like, someone who wants to rule over people, who thinks that he has dominion over the people who have voted him into office for some godforsaken reason, here's a tweet from Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau from yesterday. I'll try to do it in Justin Trudeau voice. I know this pandemic is frustrating. It's frustrating that after two years, we're not done fighting COVID-19. But over the past few days, Canadians have been shocked and frankly disgusted by the behavior displayed by some of the people protesting in our nation's capital. Okay, so what Trudeau is trying to do there is frame this as, you know, these are terrorists, they're white supremacists, the behavior, the behavior of some of these people. Now, it's interesting. I've been watching an awful lot of videos of these people, and they're in trucks, and they're waving flags, and there are words, scary words, like liberty and freedom on the flags, and there's kids clapping for them and all that stuff. And I thought, we, my, my God, we've got a staff of people here. Can we find video of the bad behavior? Well, we found this. My God, cleaning up trash at the end of a protest. Is there anything more disgusting, more deplorable than that? Meanwhile, watch what happens at a lefty rally, a climate rally when they leave the place like it looks like scorched earth. Uh, but then we even found more disgusting, deplorable behavior from these protesters. Oh, oh sorry, man, sorry. I just wanna... Is there anything more awful than a group of free citizens coming together? You may have heard one guy say sorry to the other guy as he was shoveling, to shovel the public streets. Could these people be more awful and most likely Nazi adjacent? My God, that's what the Nazis wanted, to shovel streets with other people after protests. Uh, this all reminds me of something that happened last night because uh, during the Q&A that Jordan and I did at the end, uh, what happens is the audience members, there's an app and they can submit questions and then uh, you know, several hundred, if not a thousand or so questions come in. And then while Jordan's giving his main talk, I would go through all the questions. I'd pick out some funny ones, some serious ones. There was a whole slew about the Canadian situation. Obviously Jordan is from Toronto. So I wanted to talk a bit about Canada. And I asked Jordan something about uh, Justin Trudeau. What did he think about Justin Trudeau? And he said something that I think really, really nails it. That basically jo Justin Trudeau is the type of personality that is almost literally incapable of saying anything true. He simply cannot. He is so deep on the lies. He has so sold out whatever his initial beliefs were 
that that is why he comes off as so ridiculously deeply inauthentic. That is why when people go against him, he calls them the absolute worst things. That he actually is at the point in his human journey that he can no longer say anything true. All he can say is pandering drivel. Remember that video we played a couple weeks back? Justin Trudeau talking about how much he loves the LGBT and then he can't remember the letters and then the, the, the Q and the I and the what now and then he has some guy in the back telling him how much he loves the community and he just repeats it. He is, he is basically like a robot who is malfunctioning at this point. He is, he cannot, his programming is corrupted and he cannot say anything true. And I think if you really put that in your head going forward so that anything you see him tweet, anything you listen to him, if you just know that, that the guy's a liar, it all starts making sense about him. And by the way, uh, there are other people in Canada who are putting the pieces together. So right before we started the show, I just saw this video, we had to throw it in. Uh, this is a woman by the name of Candace Bergen. She is a conservative member of the House of Commons, and man, she tore Trudeau a new one. Mr. Speaker, and I apologize, that, that minister is misleading Canadians. I do get very defensive of Canadians who are outside today, patriotic, peace-loving Canadians who are called misogynists and racist by the Prime Minister. Black so again, Prime I will ask the Prime Minister, who may I remind this House wore blackface yeah. on more times than he can remember. To the peace-loving, patriotic Canadians who are outside right now, just asking to be heard. Will he speak to them? Who would have ever thought that there could be a better Candace Bergen than this Candace Bergen? There she is. When you say Candace Bergen, that's who we all think of. Murphy Brown. That's her right there. But that other Candace Bergen looks just like her, actually. And that's the number one Candace Bergen at the moment. I don't know what actress Candace Bergen is doing these days. She was awesome in Boston Legal as well. Uh, but that is just spectacular. The man who has appeared in blackface more times than we can remember, right? Like, it's just this man is so deeply inauthentic and they have had it and they're making Canadians stand up. That's, that's one of the other things that Jordan said actually about this is he said that the situation is so nuts that when, when Canada is now standing up and the world is looking at it, he's like, how much more info, how much more obvious direction do you need than something is really rotten in the system that Canada has to stand up and maybe lead the world out of this nonsense. And they're doing it. They're doing it. Uh, here we've got video of Scott Moe. He is the premier of Saskatchewan. That's in Western Canada. I love that name, Saskatchewan. Uh, announcing a plan to fully return back to normal life. Why would he be doing that? Do you think it maybe is because the people are finally standing up? So now, um, and our caucus MLAs are hearing this from the people that they are talking to across the province and the people that they ultimately represent. Um, and people are asking their government for a return to normal, a removal of public health restrictions. And we most certainly are looking at how we can do that in the weeks ahead here in Saskatchewan. And now it, I think it is in fairness, it is time for us as a government to do what Saskatchewan people are asking for. That video is absolutely incredible. If you really listen to what he said, he basically is saying the people are demanding it and now we're gonna do it because you're not gonna believe it, guys. In Western societies, in free democracies, we the people, I know we have it in our documents. Their documents are pretty close, not quite as good, but we the people are in charge. They work for us and it's 
absolutely incredible for this guy. I don't know much about Scott Moe, but it's incredible for someone as a public elected official to basically say, yeah, we locked you down. We did all this stuff, but yeah, you don't like it, so we're gonna reverse it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells you that we have the power in the first place. And, it, and the lesson of this thing is that we've all got to stick a pin in it. We've gotta say no more. We have to remember this moment so that when they come again and they'll come for climate lockdowns and they'll come for all kinds of shit that we can't even imagine. This was the test run for much worse stuff. I think that's pretty obvious. But we must remember that politicians can be moved they can be moved, but they can be moved by us, we the people. So a truck convoy driving across Canada, well, suddenly you've got politicians going, oh, I guess the people are a little upset and maybe we should do something about it. All right, guys, we got one more for you. You know how much I love Jen Psaki, who is the White House press secretary. Uh, she doesn't like Fox News very much and she's watching them all the time to make sure they're not doing bad stuff because that's what the press secretary should be doing or something like that. Here's some video. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which mm -hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense. So CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 US troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what, what does that even mean, right? Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. A smug, dismissive way that she has so perfected people upset that crime is running rampant in cities. That's what those fools are covering over on Fox News. They're not covering the stuff we want them to cover, as if you are the ones who get to decide what they show on news networks. You're not, because you don't run the whole damn place. And we're not gonna let you run the whole damn place. You get it, Saki? I also realized right before we threw to that clip, where, when I say Saki, Saki, where it comes from. Do you remember True Blood on HBO, the vampire show? Remember Bill the Vampire? He was always talking to Suki, and he would say Suki like that, and that's, that, I think that's where I'm saying Saki. It comes from Bill the Vampire on True Blood. There's some information for you. Anyway, I don't like this Saki woman. I think news networks are allowed to cover whatever they want, but what she really means there is, oh, Fox is covering our failures. Our meaning the Democratic Party because it's the Democrats that run all of the cities that have been soft on crime that are all crumbling. And when I did another bit on the show last night with Jordan about how many people have moved here and it's like, yeah, everyone's applauding because they're fleeing the Democrat run cities. Well, Sake got called out on this very issue at the White House press briefing yesterday. We are seeing crime surge in major cities. And the president's poll numbers on the topic, you know, there was a, his, he had an approval rating on crime was at 36% in one December poll. Does that indicate to the White House at all that Americans feel Democrats are out of touch when it comes to safety or criminal justice? And, you know, what's the administration's takeaway to these numbers and the rise in crime? I think we all agree or should agree that violent crime is a serious problem. We actually saw a record jump in murders in 2020 under the former president. 
Uh, and there hasn't been new FBI nationwide data that has been released to date. There has been city, some city data, of course, which is important to focus on uh, and talk about. Uh, our view is that instead of turning this into a political fo football, we need to be focused from the beginning uh, of, of the president's time, of all of his time in office, on reducing crime and keeping our community safe. And that's why he's been a longtime advocate for more accountable community policing. That's why he has uh, supported and advocated for additional funding for proven community programs to reduce crime, why he's working to crack down on rogue gun dealers who sell firearms to criminals, and why he's taken executive action to crack down on ghost guns. Uh, so his objective is to work with Democrats, Republicans, mayors, local leaders to work to address what we've seen as increases in crime in some areas. But I would just note that nationwide, uh, there has been an increases in crime over the past few years. Must I even comment? Must I even comment? It's just meaningless nonsense that she's saying. You all know the truth. Do you live in the city? What's New York City like? Do you live in San Francisco or Los Angeles? Now she's sort of addressing, at the, I'll try to give the devil his due here. She kind of acknowledged there's some problems in some cities. But might I remind you that Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the city, and Michael, we haven't done it for a while. How many people were killed in Chicago by guns this week? Connor, do we have the gun music? We have to get that, we don't have it today. We're gonna get that Chicago, that old fashioned Chicago gun music when we put the numbers up for you. Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the nation and more people are killed in Chicago every single weekend, killed and shot in Chicago every single weekend. You can give me, yeah, okay, you can give me last weekend if you want. So first off, 797 people were slain in Chicago in 2021. Okay, that's number one. Give me last week's gun numbers. I think we can get it, I'm sure we can. Um, now the reason that the media doesn't cover it because they don't like who's doing the shooting. And in this case, it's usually black men shooting other black men. That doesn't fit the grand narrative, so they can't, they can't show you that. But the, the bigger point here is that everything that, that Sake believes is, that, is based around that the government is supposed to do uh, something about all of this and that if the government only had more power, if we had more laws, if they had more money, if they could take more of your guns, that things would be better. Chicago is the perfect example of why that doesn't work and you all know it doesn't. And actually, I mean, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, this is somewhat good news, only two people were shot dead in Chicago this weekend, 22 were wounded by bullets, but they didn't die, so that's pretty good. You know, you'll take what you can get. Chicago. Uh, all right, a couple comments from our friends over at Locals, and if you wanna join along, we do a live stream chat during the show every day at rubenreport.locals.com. Montvern says, mainstream media is always sharing disinformation and misinformation. Who is censoring them? I mean, that's what this is all about, right? They're realizing they're losing the narrative. They're realizing that more of you are tuning into shows like this, tuning into Shapiro, turning in tuning into Rogan, whatever it might be, even the lefty equivalents of all of us, you shouldn't be watching that crap, but I guess it exists, they're losing the narrative. And the more they lose the narrative, the more they have to seem, make it seem like a bunch of us are extremists. And the reason that I can see this stuff so clearly is I have been through this machine for the last five years, the front page of the New York Times, the Sunday New York Times, calling me and Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro, the leaders of the alt-right, my face on the front page of the New York Times. My dad was shocked when he went to get coffee on a Sunday morning in Long Island. Did not know that. David, I had no idea. Well, 
<laughs> well, the New York Times said it. It must be true. Uh, Amy says, Dave, have you registered to vote in Florida yet? You know, we just got the deed of the house last week, but I'm going to register to Florida. I have to change my license. We have, I need, I need, I haven't got a haircut in a month and a half. If any of you know a great stylist, I need a stylist, a hairstylist here in South Florida. I need a dentist. I wouldn't mind a uh, yearly checkup over with the dermatologist, you know, whatever. I need the stuff. Uh, but yes, I'm gonna register to vote and I'm going to fight to keep Florida, Florida. And finally, America Mom says, did you and Jordan discuss the state of our spineless politicians? Yeah, it was mostly about the Canada stuff. Uh, he talked a bit about how he was trying to do some work with some congressional Democrats to sort of moderate the Democratic Party. I think that he's come to the conclusion that I came to probably two years ago, which is that it was just over with the Democrats and there's room to moderate, not moderate, there's room to work with the Republicans on this. I think he's really seeing that. I think, I think it's something that for whatever reason, I'm in, I'm in the political fight, day-to-day -day fight a little bit more than he is. He's doing obviously other stuff related to grand narratives and religion and philosophy and everything else. Um, so I think he's come around to my position a bit on that. Uh, and hopefully, you know, as I said at the top of the show, uh, as he continues to tour, if there are one-offs that I can jump in on, uh, especially here in Florida, I'll be happy to do it. And it was just, it was just a great night. Like, I, I just feel like a million bucks today because it was just like, it was special, it was great, it was wonderful. Uh, I want to officially welcome Phoenix, who's sitting right over there, uh, to the team. Phoenix, you know what he did? Do you know what this man did who, who, listened to Jordan Peterson podcasts, who sat up straight with his shoulders back. You know what he did? He was our intern. Now we pay all our interns here. I believe in paying interns. And I said to him about a year ago, listen, drop out of college, take a job. He said, no, no, Dave, I wanna go to college. I wanna be a college graduate. Well, he did it for a little while. And then he called us about a month ago and he said, uh, Dave, I wanna drop out of college. Can I have a job? And yeah, we gave him a job. So today is his first day in studio. We're happy to have him. And you know what, guys? In honor of that, Michael, Connor, everybody's getting guacamole today on their Chipotle, okay? That's the way we roll here, okay? That's right. Guys, my full episode with Marco Rubio is up now on YouTube and on Rumble. And of course, it's ad-free over at rubenreport.locals.com. And I've got a great interview that we just taped with my buddy Glenn Beck, which is coming tomorrow. All right, got a bunch to do. See ya. Suck it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubinreport.locals.com.